What's up, bitches? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to the Brunch with Desby podcast. I'm your host, as always, Des, and I go by Des B. B is for badass, and B is for best fucking podcast here on Apple Podcasts. Today, I'm really excited to have my friend Ari. Um, Ari, you can go ahead and say hi if you want to, so it's not awkward. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I'm really excited to chat with her today and have her on, um, not only because she brings a different demographic to just my podcast and in general, a lot of my audience, but also because we've got to know each other um, quite well over, I'd say, probably the past eight to 12 months. Um, and it's been really cool to see how she's evolved, even throughout the past few years of me actually following her um, through her social media. So um, without further ado, jumping into this <laughs> podcast, um, I do want to introduce Ari and just know that you guys are in for a treat today. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, the body positivity movement, um, you know, what Ari has created, kind of her foundation of culture on, as well as getting into what she does for a living, some real estate, et cetera. So if you guys are looking to be homeowners, maybe even are already, and looking to kind of expand on some other projects, we got what you need. So stay tuned for the podcast. Make sure you leave a five-star review, share it so that we know you're listening, tag Ari, we'll tell you where to find her, and let's get into the podcast. All right. So now you can finally talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so go ahead. I mean, you you know the typical podcast spiel. I hate how we always have to do this, but it is true. Not everyone knows who you are. Um, <laughs> so as much as I do and um, even get to learn probably more of this episode, go ahead and just give an introduction of yourself, um, kind of what you do and, you know, maybe even where you're at, a few things about you, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Ariana Dantone. I am 24 years old and I live in Houston, Texas. I have been in real estate now for three years, but before that I was a total fitspo or I like to call myself that an inspiring <laughs> fitspo. There we go. Um, so when I was 16, I got like super into fitness um, and really just like changed my life with it. It had nothing better to do. So mm -hmm. I got into fitness and that for a long time. I started a fitness Instagram at 17, um, grew that a lot of, not a lot of people were doing it back then. So it was a lot easier to kind of grow organically. Right. So I grew a following there, um, fitness wise. And I started a business with my friend, Brittany, who was a fitness trainer as well. And so mm -hmm. we started a coaching business, coached women online, etc., and made some great like strides with women. Mm -hmm. Um, Throughout that, I competed a few times, about three times, and I just, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to talk badly about it, but yes. I was the person that rebound, rebound, can't talk, rebounded. Right. And so after every show, I would, you know, eat what I wanted to eat and gain mm -hmm. weight. And mm -hmm. I would have some body image issues because going from super lean to having any sort of fat on your body is going to be very hard on you. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I did that. And that's what actually got me to the hashtag gaining weight is cool, mm -hmm. which was kind of like, I guess my big break on social media. It's where right. I went viral on Twitter. I went viral on Instagram, got really big. Um, there's over like a hundred thousand uses with the hashtag now and mm -hmm. actually went on good morning America for that. And it was basically just a movement of like, it's okay to gain weight. Like it's mm -hmm. totally cool. Like it's right. fine. 
And after years of fighting it, you know, I wanted to lose as much weight as possible. I wanted to compete. And every time afterwards, I would just gain it back and I would go through the cycle. And so I finally just like came to terms with it. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Gaining weight is Mm -hmm. totally okay. And everybody kind of went with it. And that is where I kind of made the switch from like fitness is life to just like life is life. Right. I don't have to focus on fitness. I can just kind of like do all the things I want to do while also working out, but Mm -hmm. that didn't need to be my personality. So that's where the shift came in with my Instagram and kind of the content I was putting out and everything like that. Um, Yeah. And now I'm in real estate. (laughs) I I love that. Well, it's really cool though, because um, if you guys follow her and if you don't, again, all her information will be in the description, but it's cool because you're still affiliated with a lot of fitness brands. You know, it's not, again, like you said, it's not like fitness completely left, um, but but life intertwined. So, you know, how do you find that balance between still encouraging people to stay fit, stay active? Um, and especially you as well, you know, mental health is very important to you. How do you find that balance between that and purely just kind of just being a businesswoman now? You know, how does that work for you? So I will be honest, when I first kind of left the space of fitness and just mm-hmm. dove straight into real estate, it wasn't the easiest thing. It was actually very hard for me to find a balance. And I didn't okay. work out for like a really long time. And mm-hmm. I felt it with my mental health, but I didn't like attribute it to not working out. Right. I just thought, oh, I have a new job or, oh, I'm drinking more because I'm around all these real estate people and all mm-hmm. they want to do is drink wine. Everything other than it's not it's not because I'm working out, you know? Yeah. Um. So I started to realize like how important fitness really is aside from just like, oh, I want to look good. Like it yeah. was really affecting me. So I made it a point to like, make sure that I find my balance and take care of myself and whatever that is. And it wasn't totally leaving fitness in the past or totally like being all fitness. It was like, yeah. I can still have it in my life, enjoy it and do all of the things I want to do. So yeah. it took me probably like a year to find that balance. So it's not okay. like it just happened overnight and I was all Gucci and mm-hmm. I didn't need to work out every day anymore, but, and I was okay with it. That did not happen. It definitely took like a year of like, actually putting my mind to being like, okay, it's okay if you don't work out today. And if you want to go tomorrow, then just go. Like it wasn't like I made a schedule or anything like that. And that worked better for me. And so I found when I stopped kind of like trying to force myself to do something, it just came naturally. And so I was able to, you know, I work with Buff Bunny that happened Mm -hmm. last year once I started to finally just like get back into the swing of things and find a normalcy for myself. All those things fell into place again. So, right. That's so amazing. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because I remember, no, I I didn't follow you, but I knew you from the Gaining Weight is Cool. And um, I don't know, I'm sure you remember too, but there were a few times where I think it was either, I think it was on Twitter, we had a few run-ins. Oh, and for sure. <laughs> they, they, weren't, they weren't necessarily super negative, but I, you're such a strong personality. And that's one of the things I, I love love about you but at the beginning when I didn't know you it's one of the things that like scared the fucking shit on me because <laughs> I was just like oh my god what if I say the wrong thing like you always <laughs> you always have the right thing to say um so it's funny knowing and you know thinking back of when I started when I kind of knew of you and seeing your own evolution and now being a friend of yours I mean it's really cool to to know kind of what was even going on in the time where we weren't 
friends and not necessarily foes, but we were just acquaintances. Um, and now right. we kind of quote unquote work together through Buff Bunny and have become affiliated through there. Um, yes. So it's, it's really cool. And knowing the, the kind of mental health battles you went through and that how you share, um, would you say that that's what stemmed gaining weight is, um, is cool trend, you know, just kind of where you were mentally and finally accepting that? Oh yeah. So my okay. mental health, it's been a really long battle. I yeah. mean, I've dealt with this since I was a teenager. Um, but that was, I mean, it was my breaking point. I'm like, yeah. I can't keep fighting myself, trying to shrink myself, trying right. to do something I'm not when it's like literally killing me. I mean that mm -hmm. after I just accepted, okay, this is who I am. This is what I am. It's okay to stop fighting it. That's when I was able to find out my diagnosis mm -hmm. with my mental health. So I share it. I don't care. Um, I am bipolar too, and mm -hmm. I have depression and anxiety. Okay. So I was not diagnosed with that prior to all of this stuff. Okay. I honestly was using fitness as a way to just kind of mask everything. Mm -hmm. Like if I had a problem, I would just go work out. And I'm not right. saying that working out is a bad thing. Obviously, I touched on it a little bit before how much it was actually affecting me to not work out. But at the same time, like you can't use it to to cope completely. Yeah. To cope yeah. completely. And that's totally what I was doing. So mm -hmm. I would, you know, ignore myself and just, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm competing for the show. I have to look a certain way or do a certain thing and put my mind on something completely different. So right. when I couldn't do that anymore, <laughs> I had to face my demons. Right. I mean, that was literally the best thing for me. And that is why, yeah. Gaining weight to school came from that because Absolutely. I'm like, you have to be yourself. Right. <laughs> you have to accept it. No, and whatever sure. that is, is it's okay. Even if myself is bipolar, depressed, and anxious, that's all right. Right. But I have to be that. No, I told I I feel that hundred percent. I mean, going through my own battles, um, post competition, using fitness as, like you said, fitness is life versus just a part of it. Um, I can totally correspond there. So my question, and you know, for anyone listening and also liking um, enneagrams, obviously we're both type three. So yes. being <laughs> being image conscious. Um, being kind of, um, you know, wanting to be successful, wanting to be maybe affirmed to a certain point, would you say that the gaining weight is cool trend almost helped you recover even more from these underlying feelings because you got so much, um, praise and understanding for it back as well as helped other women? I mean, a million percent. Like I literally yeah. have chills by you just saying that because the best part about it was that I didn't plan it. Mm -hmm. And being a type three, you know, we're planners oh, and we yeah. plan for our success. Like <laughs> I have a plan and I'm going to be successful. That's uh -huh. type three. Right. With that, I literally just posted a photo from when I was a little bit more fit mm -hmm. and a photo to when I was still really fit, but yeah. I just gained a bit more weight. And that's all it was. It wasn't intentional and it just popped off. Like right. everybody just came in there and they're like, oh, me too. Or like, right. oh, I also gained weight or I'm, I gained weight and I feel way better about myself. Yeah. So it was definitely the validation. Like, I hate to say I need validation, but like we're human. No, absolutely. And absolutely. And in that time where I was definitely in a weaker, like mental state, I mean, it changed my life. Right. Like, I'm very grateful that that happened. I don't know where or what I would be right now if it didn't. Right. Because it brought me so much closer with women, like yeah. just everywhere, like strong forces. And that just, I mean, that really helped me heal. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Well, I love that. So kind of branching off of this. So gaining weight is cool. Um, we, we have this huge movement going, we have this kind of almost the beginning of body positivity, if you really want to call it, um, because that was very new kind of in that space. So, you know, think about the, the, the years that have passed since that and what the, the body positivity movement community, self-love, 
um, these activists, uh, Instagram pages promoting beauty and, and changes in our body and this and that. Where do you think the community has been versus where it has gone? Because I feel like I see a shift, but I also have a very, if you want to call it, and I believe it's called a privileged body. So what, what does that look like compared to, you know, what we see now on social media? Like, I'd like, love to know your take on that. So I will say body positivity movement, self-love, those are two different things. Okay. Um, especially like in that space. I did okay. not know that when I first went into this, like gaining weight is cool thing. I did not realize that I was like overstepping in a space that I did not really belong in. And the Absolutely. reason is, is because the body positivity movement is not for people like me. Okay. If I go outside, no one's going to look at me with disgust. No one's going to like be grossed out, mm -hmm. et cetera, because I have extra weight on my body. Right. Okay. The body positivity movement is for people who are not quote unquote, like you said, a privileged body. Like okay. we don't like not a normal body. It's something Got that it. I, I don't want to say not a normal body. That's kind of fucked up to say, but in the eyes of the society, Yes, okay, got it. <laughs> to them, it's not a normal body. That those okay. are the people that belong in the body positivity movement. Got not it. to say that you can't be body positive, but like that's not your movement. Correct. I didn't know that at first. And oh, I, I mean, put that's myself news to in me. the movement I was supposed to be in, which is the self love movement. We can okay. all promote self love and love ourselves, etc. Okay, that's really fine. Yeah. I can still promote body positivity, but it's not where I belong. Okay, it is kind of like um, if you think about like. I don't know. I don't want to take it there. Never mind. I'm going to stop. But it is, it's, <laughs> I was going to go somewhere totally different. I love I like that. that. Um, but yeah, it, it just, you got to stay in your lane. And I think that movement is definitely for people who are actually feeling society's effects on the way that their body looks. Okay. And while I was having issues, it wasn't normal society. I was a little bit more skewed because I'm thinking fitness. So think yes. fitness, right? Like right. people in fitness were calling me fat, but I was not fat. Correct. Um, Got it. I'm not fat, like period. And so that's where that movement is. And okay. so I, I think it has turned into even worse <laughs> yeah. than when I was first kind of getting into that space. I think it's kind of been a little bit hijacked by okay. women who, like you said, do have privileged bodies mm -hmm. um, and are normal bodies that don't experience kind of what they're talking about with the body positivity movement. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't really like where it's gone mm -hmm. solely because I don't think it's where it's supposed to be. Right. Right. <laughs> that no, makes and, sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see that. And, you know, through, through some of these pages that I know, um, you know, it's hard for me to see certain people praised and, so, you know, you're so relatable, you're so vulnerable when you look just like any other average woman in their 20s. You know what I mean? So that's where I right. struggle with it. So I think of your post back in the, you know, if we want to call it back in the Dizzy in the glory days, you know, I think of your post and I would go, oh, yeah, like that, that makes sense. She's she's positive about where her body is. But now looking at it from this different lens as I get older and I think, like you said, walking out of your house, are you getting fat shamed? Are you getting shamed for your color of your skin and the weight of your body? Um, you know, exactly. the, these different things, I think of it in that lens. And I think of these people doing us, you know, this body positivity specifically, not self-love um, and talking about food freedom and all this bullshit. And I just, I feel so triggered by it. 
because I yes. feel I feel for these people who, like you say, um, can own that category and feel confidence in it. And I feel like, like you said, it is it's being hijacked. That makes me sad. Yeah, it's like if if I post a photo and I do have a little bit of belly rolls, we all do. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, we know it's normal. Okay, we all have it. Right, it's going to be completely different. Everyone's going to comment and they're going to say, "You're so real. Oh my god, I love you. Thank you so much for posting this. Like you opened my eyes." Yeah, they'll say that. But then if Lizzo goes and posts the exact same photo as me, they're going to say, you're disgusting. You're gross. Uh Why would you post this? Stop showing your skin. You know, like it's totally different. And so I think that people like me or people who are hijacking the movement need to do a better job of saying like, I don't experience what these other people experience, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I'm here for them and I support them. Right. I'm not experiencing that exact same thing. I can still show you that I have cellulite. I can still show you that I have a belly roll. That's okay. You can do that, but don't hijack their movement. Right. Well, I feel like a lot of people, and and I don't mean to make total assumptions, but a lot of people in this community falsely, if we want to call like that, they don't even surround themselves with people that do belong in that community. You know what I mean? No, not at all. All of their friends are stick poles or all of them look the same. So it's like, where does that disconnect even come from? thinking that you are of that community right when you don't even have friends in that community does that make sense right and a lot of the time I think that some I don't want to say everybody but some of them do it because they may feel like oh wait I no longer belong in the fitness community so let me go over here where I know that some people are going to feel good when I do this because Mm -hmm. me posting my cellulite is going to make so-and-so feel better about hers. Right. So do that. And then they start to see what comes from it oh, and yeah. the amount of people who have, you know, Oh, I needed this or, Oh, I trust you. 100%. Now. They start getting very vulnerable mm-hmm. and those people take advantage of it. Right. And that is why certain people don't belong in that space also. Right. In my opinion, like you are taking advantage of these people who are already very self-conscious or very vulnerable steam issues and they're mm-hmm. very vulnerable and yeah. now they trust you. And then you go and you just, take advantage of them. Yeah, absolutely. So branching off of that, I think we would call that in our influencer world, so to speak, predatory marketing. Am I correct? Absolutely. So, so in terms of people that, um, are in this community or even just like in general, you know, Instagram in general has changed so much with predatory marketing. What, you know, what would you say is the best way to combat that? Like I'm, I'm not pro cancel culture, like, I think that is wrong, but at what point, what point do you see a line that's crossed? Do you think that that's going to kind of come at them when it comes at them? Or do you think that there are people that need to start speaking up and kind of forming a stance against these? It's such a hard, like middle ground because mm-hmm. I am the kind of person who thinks that everybody should be responsible for themselves 100%. at some point. Like you have to educate yourself and you have to know, and you've got to do whatever. But then again, we're talking about people who are vulnerable or who may not be in the right mindset to just know right away. So then I think of myself and I, like you said, I'm outspoken. I Mm -hmm. have opinions and I kind of feel like, like I said, people have responsibilities. Like it's my responsibility to speak out against that stuff because who else is going to do it? Not the people who are getting taken advantage of. Right. They don't know. know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They don't know until later on, you know, maybe a year later and they're like, oh, fuck, I got screwed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you see something like that on Instagram, um, you know, and you and I see it, is there, 
I don't want to say that there's, you know, quote unquote warning signs, but if anyone's listening right now and they're kind of intrigued by this going, wait, am I being taken advantage of? Would you say there's any, any tips, tricks, ways, maybe even just advice on how to maybe even evaluate yourself? You know, Hey, am, am I in the right headspace to be surrounding myself with certain people I follow on Instagram? You know, is it triggering to me? Is it actually not helping me heal? Do you have any advice or, or ways around that? Gosh, that is a great question, guys. <laughs> Thanks. I thought it was a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so definitely, like, first of all, you need to evaluate that you're in a good mental space. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's very hard to tell if you're not someone who spends time with yourself regularly or mm -hmm. asks yourself those hard questions. And I'm the kind of person who will do that. I will avoid it as long as I can. Right. And then one day I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm so depressed. Yeah. Because I've been ignoring this for like two weeks. So first of all, take some time with yourself. Figure out where you're at. Figure out, you know, what is it that is, you know, really causing that in your life, mm -hmm. obviously. You can get depressed without a reason, yeah. obviously, but there are sometimes things that will trigger it or make it worse. Mm -hmm. From there, look at who you're following and look at the people and what they're posting. Mm -hmm. If it is, I don't want to say like, we can't sell on Instagram. Of course we can. We have businesses. Use it. Use the tool. But mm -hmm. if every single thing is something to get your money or something like that, they're mm -hmm. trying to sell you something, then they may not always have the best intentions. Right. So look at that too. So be aware on their stories and their posts, what they're saying. Are they saying it to offer you value and help you? Or are they making a sales pitch every single time? Right, right. Because if that's the case, then they don't really want to help you. They want your money. Right. Or, or are they using their, their whole persona to pitch certain products that cover what their, what their uh, platform is. Does that make sense? Right. Mm -hmm. So, I and also like contradicting messages. So oh, yeah. if you're following someone who says they're body positive, quote unquote, and they're telling you that your acne scars and your cellulite and whatever else, your stretch marks are beautiful. And the next day they're selling you a cream to cover up your stretch marks and your cellulite, then I don't know about that. <laughs> Or, I mean, I'm just going to say it. If the next day they're fucking Photoshopping their pictures, no offense, but I'm not buying that shit either. Right. Like so, they're I mean, over here posting things, telling people not to Photoshop, or they're calling out how people should Photoshop their photos or what they're doing in the photos. And they're trying to tell you, oh, look for this, look for that. Yet they do it in their next post. <laughs> oh, like, God. Isn't Instagram Is that why crazy? you knew exactly what to look for? <laughs> oh, hmm. God. And that, that's the real energy there. I mean, good God. Um, well, I do think that there's, you know, there's value in everyone. And I feel like everyone comes with the right intention. But you know what? Greed is ugly. And when it comes yes. to getting a platform and it comes to making income and knowing that's how you have to make a life, make a living, um, is from ad to ad or post to post, you know, sh money will do crazy shit to people. Um, so, you know, I, I think of those people daily and I hope that they can find some actual fulfillment in their life. Um, but you know, for, for those listening, just be aware of who you're following. You know, if, if anyone is not bringing you value if you see their posts and you feel yourself having resentment um or questioning ethics or anything like that you know hit them with the unfollow even if that's me i don't give a fuck sometimes we all me serve too. yeah sometimes we all serve different purposes in different seasons in people's lives and that's totally cool um so I, you know i love that thank you for also um 
answering that question. I know that was kind of, that was a loaded one. That was like a good it morning totally America loaded. question. I'm so sorry. Literally, I was like, whoa, I need to speak for this. <laughs> uh, no, no. But one other thing I will say about yes. the people you're following on Instagram. Stop treating them like celebrities, okay? Amen. Amen. Don't idolize people anymore. Like, people that you're following are real people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you. You respond to people. Yeah. I respond to people too as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So if you are following someone and you've reached out to them and you've asked them questions, et cetera, and they've never responded to you a day in their life and you've been following them for three years, like, come on. Do Absolutely. you really follow that person? Do you really want to give that person your money Absolutely. and your support, et cetera? So just be a little bit more conscious about who you're following and who they are and what they do and why they're really there on Instagram. Like 100%. I'm there and you're there for the people. And that's right. why you respond to the people, right? 150 Just pay attention, guys. <laughs> yeah, pay attention. Be aware. Um, you know, I have 240,000 some followers. And, bro, I still respond to every fucking comment on my pictures. So there is no excuse for someone saying that they do not see you. DMs can be a little bit more fuzzy. Okay, it gets messy in there. But in terms sure of does. just in terms of just a general comment, um, anything like that, you know, if someone wants to make time, I promise you um, that they will. Uh, so just, just be aware of that and, you know, stay, stay fresh, stay golden on Instagram. Like, come on, it's a dog eat dog world. Um, and if you, if you really want to fucking know who someone is, listen to their podcast or go to their fucking Twitter, you'll figure them out real fast. And if (laughs) if they don't have a Twitter, (laughs) they're fake, they're fake. (laughs) They're not funny. They're, they're obviously not funny and have no personality. Um, and that's the truth. So jumping ship here a little bit, obviously love the social media chat. So thank you for that. Um, but I do want to talk about your, um, your career, you know, what you ended up doing. And I know that you have a lot of fucking passion about it. So jumping into real estate, I, you know, I've recently bought my first home. It was, it was just a process I wasn't prepared for. So tell me a little bit about, you know, how you got into real estate and why you did. Um, and you know, you, you manage your own team, all this shit kind of give me a little rundown on that. Yeah, for sure. So while I was doing online coaching, I also worked at a restaurant Okay, and I was a bartender and I was a waitress, but at the time I was only bartending two okay. days a week. And so while I worked there, I had regulars that would come in every week and they were the brokers okay. of the um, real estate company that I ended up working for. Nice. So I had a friend that worked with me at the restaurant and she actually left to go work for them. And she's like, Ari, you're the best person I've ever worked with. Like you have such a great work ethic. If this works out for me, like you need to come work with me. Okay. And I'm like, Mm, okay. <laughs> I started thinking about it. I'm like, maybe I will. Okay. Um, and so like a year went by, <laughs> literally a year. And oh she messaged gosh. me. She's like, there's a spot on the team. And like, I had had it up to here with the restaurant business. Like that uh-huh. was going to be my career. Okay. Um, I really wanted to work in like client care with restaurants and I wanted okay. to do like event planning, et cetera, that cool. kind of stuff. Um, PR type stuff for restaurants. Okay. And you know, I just, I had it up to fucking here. I'm like, I hate this. So I was like, okay, <laughs> quit my job. <laughs> okay, bye. I worked there for four years. I was like, bye, guys. Um, and I started on a real estate team, and okay. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I hated it. I was an agent for four months. Oh, my god! And I just – I felt so dumb because I was so young. Mm-hmm. And, like, they would ask me questions, and it's obviously the biggest investment, like, most people are going to make in their lives. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, Let me get know. back to you. <laughs> Oh, let me ask somebody about that. Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) my team that I was on, they were a small team at the time. Now they're like, I think, I don't know, top 10 in Texas. I don't work with them anymore. But um, 
they had been growing really fast. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we need support and they needed a transaction coordinator. Okay. So they hired someone. She was really not the best. And so I stepped in. I was like, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> like, really? You want to do this instead of being an agent? I'm like, absolutely. Okay. Did that. I fell in love. So it is just the back end of being an agent. Like okay. I hated the front end. I didn't want to go talk to people about buying the house. Got I didn't want to get the client. I didn't want to do that stuff. Okay. But the back end, like typing the offer up or putting the listing on the MLS, okay. the listings you got see it, on Zillow, yep, that's yep. what I do. Um, okay. So all the back end stuff, I was like, whoa, this is cool because I am the moving part of the transaction, yeah. but I don't have to be like the face. Beautiful. Yes. Which I, which I enjoy. So I started doing that. I did that for them for two years and they, their team grew like amazingly. And I'm like, wow, I want to do this for more people on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. So I started my business full service transactions about a year and a half ago. Okay. And the first year we closed 600 transactions, which Fuck. is like a lot. Yes. <laughs> a lot. So really like, just really cool. So oh. the service is obviously very needed. Um, so we work with like tons of real estate agents. And so real estate agents are my clients. So are you so freelancing help- contractor? Yes. Got it. I okay. Am. Got it. Got so it. it's a contract business. Beautiful. And they hire us per file. So per transaction. Okay. And we get paid at closing. So cool. we get a per file fee and they pay us at closing. And we help them. Like, I mean, agents are telling me all the time. They're like, I don't know how I ever did this without you. Like, right. It's just so much. I mean, real estate is just. I mean, you did it yourself. You know yeah. how much goes into just one transaction 100%. and like there's a lot of moving parts and to have just one person doing all of that by themselves is a lot. Wow. So we offer support for them and it's great. That's amazing. So if you don't mind me asking in terms of percentages, because you know, I'm, I'm looking to potentially get into real estate myself just because why the mm-hmm. fuck not? Um, it's, there's always a need, but how does that work in terms of what you do in the percentage y'all make versus an actual realtor? So we're not making percentage based off of anything. So an agent could sell a million dollar house and getting the same amount as if they sold a hundred thousand dollar house. Okay. Real estate agents get 3% commission, at least here in Texas. Okay. Um, They get that off of the sales price. So say you have a $250,000 house, they're going to make 7,500 bucks. Got it. I'm making like $400 out of that. Okay. Typically that's like an average cost. Okay. But we're doing such a high volume of it that it's, like maybe agents do one to two files a month. I'm doing 80 files a month. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, got it. Understood. <laughs> so the people you have working under you, are they agents or are they also transaction closers, coordinators? Sorry. So they're, I wouldn't say they're transaction coordinators, like the full Shazam, like they know how to do every single part uh-huh. of being a transaction coordinator. They're more like administrative. Got so it. they help with certain tasks that I do. So certain things, like if I have to upload something into systems, yep, which you yep. have to do for the agent to get paid, I have them do stuff like that. So okay, sick. I'm mostly doing like the bigger things yes. and I have them doing the, the other stuff. I'm delegating things right. so I can get more clients. I love that. So <laughs> yeah. do you pay them salary? Do they pay off coordination or like per transaction themselves? Are they contracted to you? Are they employees? How's that work? So they're contractors. Got I it. don't have any like actual employees okay. and that's only because my business is so young mm-hmm. and I want to have at least two years underneath me. So six more months because I want to be able to give them insurance and right, all that right. stuff. But until then I'm like, you're just going to be a contractor. So I pay them monthly fees. That's what they wanted to yes. do. So I offered them either you can do like based on like a transaction basis. I can give you commission. Like I can give you a salary, like whatever it is, but they wanted to do a monthly retainer and then we have bonuses. So cool. if we hit our goal each month then mm-hmm. they get a certain amount. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. And how many people do you have working under you? 
So I just hired another person. Oh so God. we have four people now. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so excited. Oh my gosh. That's so yeah. cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, I knew you were in real estate and I knew you started kind of in the agency, but I didn't know you did the back end stuff now. So that's actually even cooler. Um, I love to hear yeah. that. So for do's and don'ts of buying a home, you obviously still understand home buying. You know, you, you've been there oh, yourself. Absolutely. I um, understand you it probably it. more than like a typical real estate agent does because I've worked so many different transactions. Right. So I have like the perspective of everything. <laughs> right. So, so let me ask you this as a 20, well, now I'm 25, but at the time, 24 year old buying a home, you know, the, the, a lot of people nowadays, you know, they, they probably do want to be in a house. You know, most people like mm -hmm. the fluidity of being in an apartment and being able to up and go, don't get me wrong, but a lot of people do want a home buy, but it's that fucking down payment that people are getting killed on. Right. Um, any, yeah. most people can afford even up to a $2,000 a month mortgage. Um, cause mm -hmm. people do it for fucking rent. Um, but it's that, it's that down payment. So what are some real estate, if you want to call it do's and don'ts for someone out there looking to maybe get into buying, but just doesn't know where to start because of how big that down payment needs to be. Okay. So you don't have to have a big down payment. It's the craziest thing. When I bought my car at 21, I was a dumbass and I bought a Range Rover. <laughs> I put half down. Oh, I put $27,000 down. Okay. On my car. I bought my house last year, $5,000. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I got an what? FHA loan. So that's 3.5% okay. down. Okay. Not only did I do that, I had the seller pay my closing costs. So in my contract, okay. I negotiated for them to pay some of my closing costs so that it would cost me less out of pocket. Right. So Love that that's for what I did. you. Mm -hmm. So you guys, you don't okay. have to pay 20% down. Obviously, you might want to so that you don't have as much interest. But the mm -hmm. difference between your monthly payment when you put 3.5% down versus 20% down is like $150. Oh, yeah. Because you're just paying nothing. that like mortgage insurance, which comes off once you reach 20% equity anyway. And for right. me, I'd rather pay into interest than pay someone else, like someone else's mortgage payment. Like right. it made more sense for me to pay $150 extra in interest than $2,100 in rent. <laughs> Right, right. No, I mean, that makes sense. Wow. I'm so jealous. I had, sadly for me, it was my own loan. Um, like I did the loan under my own name. And so they took my taxes versus just my husband's. Um, so I, they didn't even, I didn't allow, um, they, like I wasn't allowed to be under that like 3%. Does that make sense? It does. So so what, so what happens for someone like that? Like say that maybe both of two people's gross income is higher than a percentage that they allow. Um, you know, what does that look like? Are there any other options oh, someone definitely. can do there? So they have conventional loans even that are less than the 3.5%. It's 3%. And that's going to take a more qualified buyer. So someone like probably you mm -hmm. that makes quite a bit of money, has good credit, isn't, you know, a risk to, for them to borrow out on. They can right. do the 3% conventional there's also zero down off like they have those so it just how the fuck does that work it is mostly zero it's down mostly for people that might have like student loans or other things Got like it. that so you just talk to the lender and they have all sorts of like programs for people and that's why i tell people all the time like just talk to a lender you never know mm -hmm. they could say yeah right. so we have this one program going on right now and we can qualify you right now your interest rate might be okay. a little bit higher if you're putting zero down but at least you're getting a house <laughs> 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. You're not throwing money exactly. The it is a for no reason savings account is what I tell people because you're putting equity. Oh my into gosh, it, that's so good. And then when you go to sell it, you get your money. <laughs> you always you always do, and I think that's the most reassuring thing about owning a home is that if shit hits the fan, which you pray to God it doesn't, you will literally always get your fucking money back. Right. And like land you isn't you don't going lose. away. Like you have that land no. literally forever. Even if your people house knocks down, people need you land. Have the land. Like, so right. just that aspect of it is really awesome. And I'm trying to get like 100%. everybody in their twenties. I'm like, buy a house. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah. It. Hell yeah. Well, Wyatt and I were, our big goal for this coming year um, is to buy another home and buy a lakefront property in yes. Michigan. So I think that it's important to, you know, as much as I want to invest in other things, say even just in my business, it's like, okay, I, don't get me wrong. I love my business. I believe in it. But bro, why the fuck would I not, re- you know, invest in real estate? Exactly. And I mean, the return <laughs> you're going to get on it is just, woo, especially a oh, yeah, real property. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, not just that, but even rentals nowadays, yep. Airbnb. I mean, there's so many, it's crazy. So I definitely love that. But speaking of just buying markets, et cetera, 2020 has been a fucking shit show. I mean, if you, if you took <laughs> it, it, like if you took the worst season of the bachelor and combined it with like the worst season ever of friends, <laughs> It's like, it's a fucking worse than that. Like you just can't even put it into a sitcom. It's just been crazy. Kobe died and everything else died. Like it's just the saddest fucking thing. Dude, bro, fucking this year. He passed away, RIP him and, you know, Gianna and everyone else, RIP. They passed away in dead ass. We went into lockdown a week later. Like that's how it's crazy, right? So Point point being full circle here, 2020 has just sucked a big dick. <laughs> Therefore, a lot of people are, might be worried about home buying during this year or just in general. So, again, you're in Texas, markets different you know, everywhere. But what do you see as a realtor, um, someone who's in the real estate agency, what do you see the outcome being from 2020 and maybe what the market could do or slash is doing right now. So the most important thing to remember is just because there's a global health crisis doesn't mean there's a housing crisis, right? So we're in a really, really, really good position because what happened when Corona happened was interest rates went way down because they wanted Mm -hmm. to stimulate the economy and they want people to buy. Mm -hmm. So all the people that were already thinking of buying and have, you know, the secure jobs that didn't unfortunately to all the people that did get laid off or whatever else during these circumstances, they took advantage so actually mm-hmm. it has been insane. Our market has been like on fire. This has been right. the busiest week of my life. Um, and it's what, Tuesday? I love that Goodness. for you. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So what I actually have been seeing is the less people selling their houses. So it. it's been better for people who want to list their homes because there's so many buyers right now and such a limited hot, hot amount of people putting new you know, listings on the market that these houses are mm-hmm. selling that were sitting for however long. And now it's Would forcing you say, more people to want to sell because they're like, oh, wow, they're actually still selling very quickly. They're selling fast. Yeah. Would you say, though, that market price has gone down versus maybe what they could typically get out of the so home? So we compared numbers from this time last year to now. Market price has mm-hmm. actually gone up. It's just been about wow. like a, a little small decrease in the amount of selling. So okay, in listings. So it's actually gone up, but there's just a little bit less sold. So it evened out to where it's pretty much the same. 
as last year with the pandemic. So, so with in general, just this year, people may be looking to home buy in their twenties. What is a, what are a few words you can tell them to literally fucking do right now? No excuses. No fucking excuses. What's your, what's your, what's your mama bear real estate telling these young people right now? Okay. First of all, if you're scared of credit cards, I commend you for not having that credit card debt, but get a fucking credit card right now and start putting your gas on there, your phone bill, whatever else, the the monthly things that you always pay, pay it with your credit card and then pay it off immediately with your debit card because you need credit. So start Mm -hmm. building that. If you have debt, start trying to pay it off as much as you can. It's not, you don't have to have no debt. That's not the case. I told you I have a Range Rover. It's okay. You can Mm -hmm. have debt. Just you want to try to get your debt to income level evened out. So you don't want to have a okay. ton of debt and you're like you have fifty thousand dollars in debt and you make fifty thousand dollars a year. Nobody wants to right. give money to you because it's a little like they're like, How are you gonna pay me? <laughs> you got your debt. Yes, absolutely. Right? So start trying to pay some of that stuff off, even if it's not big chunks, like just a little bit here and there. They're gonna notice those kinds of things and they'll see that. Mm-hmm. Don't buy a new mm-hmm. car. <laughs> don't buy new furniture anything that you need to like really really pay off like big purchases don't do it because that's gonna fuck you with how much you can buy so it would suck if you went and bought a new car and then you wanted a $300,000 house and now you can only get $150,000 house because you've got a truck that you love you know so don't do that right and then start looking up agents seriously interview them like do not just Mm -hmm. look up an agent and hire one person because an agent not knowing what they're doing could be detrimental like it could be the difference from you losing 10 to twenty thousand dollars rather than saving it like it Mm -hmm. is very important to make sure Mm -hmm. you have a good agent on your side so do that right (laughs) is it is there a place is there a place to like look up agents my dms no seriously (laughs) oh bitch (laughs) y'all can email me and i have referrals all throughout the united states of people that i've connected with and if I don't have someone in your city, I can ask and I can find them for you. I will get a referral fee. So I'm just going to say that hashtag ad, but, for real, but bitch. I can help you and I can assure you that they will be good. So that, that's actually tea. Like, is that another business? Like, hello, rate my, rate my realtor. Hey, Remember rate yes, my professor? What oh up? <laughs> LLC. Okay. <laughs> business partners. No one fucking don't steal it. No one take our idea. <laughs> I love that. So last, last thing I just want to touch on for these people listening as well. Um, let's give them a little bit of advice on renovation, flipping a house, doing renovation. And you know, bro, we could probably talk about this for another hour for the sake of the listeners. We won't, (laughs) but I would comfortably, comfortably say we both had, um, sweet and salty experiences, sweet in the beginning, salty at the end. It's kind of like taking tequila. It was easy <laughs> at the beginning and at the end, you're like, what the what's going on? <laughs> like literally what's going on. Um, so do you have any advice for someone looking to renovate and find a contractor to do that? Cause say they buy a home and they have to go a little bit under, um, you know, they can't get no bougie mansion, right? Like so me. maybe they have some renovations that, yeah, you know, you want to kind of flip something, you want to make it your own. What are some advice for people looking for contractors? Um, and what would you say out of your own experience? And I'll chime in too. Okay, guys. So same thing with interviewing, seriously interview. And even oh, interviewing fuck. isn't going to be enough, unfortunately, because some people can show you their work and it will look good. 
But when you look mm-hmm. really closely, it's kind of like, you know, Instagram pictures looks nice on Instagram. See them in real life. Not that nice. That's the same kind of work that some people do. So mm-hmm. honestly, for me, if I message a contractor or I reach out to someone and they're not responsive, like I know people have jobs, duh, they're contractors, so they're working. But if they're not responsive with me, like, I mean, like a normal response time, then right away, that's a red flag because you don't want someone Absolutely. working in your house that doesn't even take the respect to like respond to you in a decent manner. Mm-hmm. Secondly, do right. not, do not, do not, do not pay them up front. Please don't. If they ask for half a deposit, no. don't fucking Fuck do no. that shit either. <laughs> Tell them that you will pay for all of the material. Everything that they need to purchase to work on your home will be charged on your card and you'll give them some sort of deposit, but do not pay them half of what they're going to say because you're not, you're not getting that back. Mm, that's if good. Mess up. So. Right. No, that's good. I didn't even think about that. Did you give your renovators uh, or your contractors like your card to purchase so actually material? At first, they were asking me right up front, up front for my card. I let them have it to go to Lowe's. They got a few things. Yep. And then from there, they were purchasing things. And I told them I would not give them the money unless I saw the actual receipt. And then I would give them cash for it. Got it. Okay. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. that's good. Reimbursement yeah. almost. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't do fucking any of that. trust people. Um, so I really fucked up there. Yeah. That's very true. What a fault, right? You'd think you want to, you want to support thing. people. Um, trust yeah. Them. I mean, I, th- bad things happen. <laughs> you do. Absolutely. And I, and I would have to say too, like for contracting, it doesn't matter how big or how small your business is. People Correct. are still fucking snakes. So they, they could have the biggest uh, Instagram renovation following um, and still shit the bed with customers. So, um, and hide Absolutely. behind it, you know what I mean? So regardless, regardless of that, um, you know, do your research. And um, for those listening, you know, I might expand on my renovation nightmare going forward just because I know a lot of people are actually interested in my contractor. Um, and I'm, I want to <laughs> tell you to not be interested in him. So, <laughs> I, you know, I might go ahead and share that just for um, hopefully saving someone else, not only headache, but money. Um, but thank of you course. for that, Ari. Um, obviously, a t- t- ton of tea that could be spilt. Yeah. We'll keep it very vague. <laughs> Um, no need to do that, but just know, just know that even uh, even people like us who do their research Absolutely. still have no bad one is immune. So, so don't feel bad. It's all right. If something happens to you, no one's it's immune. A don't you feel learn, dumb. And you learn for next time. Yep. Don't it's feel gullible. <laughs> You're good. You got this. So uh, thank you first off for your time. Um, number one. So I want to end with just maybe your top advice for anyone going through anything right now, you know, with you being very, um, mental health aware, as well as an advocate of that, um, just in general, it doesn't have to tie into mental health, but you know, what is your top advice for anyone like right now, just you're speaking to someone who just goes, I need help. What do you say to them? And what is something you want to speak to you guys? I'm speaking to myself and I'm going to tell you the things that I've been needing to hear this week, which are one, it's okay to not be okay. You don't have to fake it or mm-hmm. act like you're not. You can soak in it and not be okay. Two, sometimes relaxing mm-hmm. is the best way to be productive. It is okay to take a break mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you might even thank yourself later because you might be more productive afterwards. So that's what I needed to hear. So hopefully that <laughs> resonates for someone. No, that's beautiful. I mean, even that, that resonated with me because... Sometimes you feel guilty Absolutely. for taking a break, especially when it's busy, <laughs> but then it's, 
hundred percent. Um, but then it actually almost refuels you in a yeah, way that you, you get super know. So I love that. By not taking those breaks. Um, 100%. Well, I Ari, I love you. Thank you for being on. Um, go ahead first, just shout out your Instagram handle, shout out your Twitter, because to be honest, <laughs> you're verified on both. So, um, you know, here we, here we are, you are you. a very special person. Um, shout it out. I'll go ahead and put it down below as well, but where can people find you? Um, where can they reach you? Maybe even sign them DMS for, well, I'm some boring. Real estate so help. it's just my first and last name, Ariana Dantone on both Twitter and Instagram. So, and my businesses are in my Instagram handle, Easy. so you can find them right there. <laughs> Easy and always, always. use always code, use Ari, code right? Ari. Search that Instagram too. That one exists. When in doubt on any website, <laughs> on any website, just put in Ari, see what happens. You just never 100% know. off. I love that. Um, well, thank, thank you for being on. Um, thank you guys for listening again. Make sure you leave this podcast a five star um, especially if you're here till the end, honestly, like you might as well just take an extra second. Um, thank you for listening. Share it make sure that you're here every Sunday for a new episode. I love, love you, you Ari. Thank you for being on. Thank you. Um, and I, and I hope that, hope that you uh, had duh, fun recording with me. Okay. All right. Well, have a great Sunday. Have a drink for okay. me. Love you. And we'll chat soon. Bye.